On today's show, we'll outline three potential threats that could impact your retirement savings this year. We'll also offer some suggestions that could soften the blow. Welcome in to your retirement with Sam Jules. Hello, everybody. It's time for your retirement. I'm Chuck Caton sitting in for Dual Financial Strategies along with Sam Dual, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel. And it's time to talk retirement here because uh, financial analysts and economists rarely agree on anything. We all know that. Uh, however, most agree that this could be the year that things could get a little bit rocky. If you're approaching retirement or in uh, that uh, retirement realm, uh, it could be particularly dangerous. So let's break down some of the three uh, potential threats to your retirement uh, in your nest egg in 2022. And it's been very rocky. We certainly have seen it here uh, in mid-January, Sam. Uh, so uh, there's many reasons for it. And one of them uh, is something we haven't uh, seen in a long, long time, and that is soaring inflation. Yeah, we do uh, certainly have inflation right now. That's uh, one of the things that uh, when they do the surveys right now, I think about seven in 10 people uh, believe that rising inflation is going to negatively impact their retirement savings. And uh, it's interesting, the inflation that we're seeing right now, because we haven't had any. This is something that, that literally there is an entire generation of people today that have moved through their working years moved into retirement that have never seen this type of inflation it's been 40 years uh since we saw any type of inflation levels like this so on one side of it when i look at it chuck i look at it and i say yes we have inflation and yes it is high but on the other side of the coin i also look at it and say i believe there's a certain amount of panic and a certain amount of fear involved in the inflation right now simply because it's something that people have not seen before and they don't know how to handle it now the the federal reserve has tried to brush this off as saying oh it's transitory uh but it is not transitory it, it keeps coming it wasn't a temporary thing that was out there and folks that are in retirement can be one of the more hardest hit because if you're living on a very strict budget, um, obviously when prices go up, you have to make some changes. But I will say what I've found over the last 20 plus years of doing this is that for those of you that are very close to or in retirement, what you typically do when prices go up and what we've really witnessed this in uh, several times uh, is gasoline. You know, we talk about there hasn't been any inflation, but gas has been over $5 a gallon multiple different times in the last 10, 15 years. Um, what you do is you don't quit doing things. You don't just shut down your lifestyle. You just alter your lifestyle. And instead of going from your house to your children's house and then back home and then to the grocery store and then back home and then out to the movies you make sure that those are consecutive trips so that you're just doing one after the other so yes inflation can be harmful yes it is here uh, i do not believe that we are in for years and years of inflation right now simply because of what is causing the inflation so what i don't want people to do is to alter a good financial plan because of a potentially temporary event. All right, that's very well said, and I can be a little bit of a historian here for those of you. I was 30 when uh, you were talking about the last time we saw this kind of inflation, and I was thoroughly upset uh, living in Connecticut when gas went from $1.05 to $1.40. 
All right. Yes. So you figure that percentage out. That was like a 20 percent increase. Uh, so uh, we're seeing the same thing, but uh, hopefully it'll get mitigated, as you say, and uh, we can uh, talk about uh, other things than uh, inflation uh, running our life. And Andy, another one of those things is uh, we're having to pay the piper sooner or later and higher taxes are coming. That's probably uh, an assurity. Well, yes, you don't have to be a Mensa candidate in order to figure out that over the last 20 years, the national debt has gone from somewhere around mm, eight, nine trillion dollars up to 30 trillion dollars, three zero. And if you understand anything about math, let just a just a brief mm, comparison to understand what a trillion dollars is. One million, if we were to compare that to seconds, how many how much time would that be? One million is actually 11 days. Of seconds so if you were to compare that to a billion that's 31 years in seconds and a trillion is 31,000 years just to give you an idea of the differences between a couple of zeros so understand that we have literally basically tripled our debt in the last 20 years compared to the last 200 plus years what does that mean for you well I'm pretty sure we can safely say that taxes are probably going to go up. And, you know, as an economist and inflation expert, Peter Schiff explained it perfectly. When it comes to stimulus, most people forget that it has to be paid for. Nothing is free. Government doesn't have money of its own. It has to take it from the private sector before it can spend it. It's either taken through taxation today or borrowed and taken through taxation tomorrow. I mean, this is government at you know, well, definition of government, best or worst, I don't know. Depends <laughs> on what side you're on. Um, but they are going to raise taxes because they have spent into oblivion and beyond what they are taking in every single year. So I don't see any way that they're not going to tax higher, um, no matter what they say. Yeah, that's true. And you gave us a little... Uh scientific lesson too because while you were talking about this andy i was thinking about scientists who uh compare that money to the universe uh, in light years i mean it's almost like what a million is to a billion to a trillion it's almost like uh talking about space travel and uh, the vastness of the universe as well and luke i guess when we talk about the universe of uh, investing uh it goes without saying that this could be a very challenging year for investors yeah, it could be. I mean, we've been through a lot in the last few years with the pandemic and all the isolation and the disease and people passing away. Um, and despite, you know, a short correction caused by the pandemic, investors have had a pretty darn good. I mean, Sam and I were just talking about, you know, um, the markets over the last few years have been really good. And people, you know, we tend to forget because we have this bias towards what's happened most recently, right? With that recency bias. And it's, it says that, well, times have been good. So times should continue to be good. And we start to forget as human beings, all of us that, um, you know, markets correct. And this is just something that, that happens, you know, things go up and things come down a little bit and that's good. And that's normal. Um, so that markets can continue to advance going forward. But I think, especially when we're talking, Chuck, about retirement and those getting closer to retirement, you know, something that becomes really important is your appetite for risk during this time. Yeah. I mean, you workers out there, you know, as you're in that growth and accumulation phase, um, 
you know, that's all well and good, but you start getting closer, you start getting into that retirement red zone and you may have less appetite for risk. And maybe that's what's churning in your stomach right now too, is that, Hey, I've been taking all this risk and I'd like to maybe dial some of that back. So any potential portfolio losses coupled with your need to make consistent withdrawals over those retirement years can deplete your savings, um, and, and cause, um, you know, cause you to have to deplete your savings maybe faster than um, you would have otherwise. Um, I've heard it said faster than um, COVID canceled air travel back in 2020. So consider putting a plan together to protect your assets before it's too late. Absolutely. Well, the last time U.S. stocks doubled in only three years uh, was from 97 to 99. Uh, and then they fell 40%. And now we're not even talking about 0708 and the financial crisis. We're talking about 0102. And I think, Sam, when you look at all of the things that are going on, as uh, Luke just mentioned, uh, it's kind of piling on to us here, but we've got to persevere. So uh, I guess that begs the question, how do you grow your nest egg if you're in retirement or close to retirement in this coming 12 months or so? Well, I think the first thing that you have to do is take a deep breath. Um, I will tell you professionally uh, and personally, as we look, as I look around at what's going on right now, I do not believe that the world is coming to an end. Uh, you know, as a good friend of mine that uh, has been in the investing, professional investing world since 1970, often says, uh, the end of the world hasn't happened very often. And I don't believe that this is it either. Uh, I do not believe that, um, that the market is just going to fall in upon itself and crash. We're correcting right now. That's normal, as Luke said. That happens. If you are, if you can't handle a time frame like right now, then you have no business being in the stock market. Zero. Uh, but we've we've got a problem, Chuck, because people have had it so easy. I mean, you ha- you didn't have to be able to know or do anything to make money, you know, in the last fifteen years. So you have to put everything in its context the world is not coming to an end i do not believe that the world is coming to an end because of inflation we have inflation right now because of some very very specific economic political and pandemic related causes we know exactly what has caused inflation right now and i do not believe that it's going to make the earth go spinning off of its axis but you have to take a deep breath sometime but what i might offer to you which you're not thinking about at all right now, but if you want to help grow your nest egg, take a look at your taxes. Many of you are paying so much more in taxes, you do not have any sort of a tax plan whatsoever. You go from a 12% bracket to a 22% tax bracket because nobody ever talked to you about the way you should be positioning your assets. Guess what, folks? You go from 12% to to 22%, that's 10%. Kind of makes that five, six, seven percent inflation not look so bad, does it? And that was simply because you made a mistake. Planning, 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 but make sure if you are in or near retirement, we're having that conversation about taxes because that is the number one challenge that you're going to face in retirement. Absolutely. And that's why you've got to have that retirement lifestyle review that uh, Sam and Andy and Luke could provide for you with over a score of years of experience at uh, Dual Financial Strategies. And the best way to get a no-cost, no-obligation appointment with them to discuss your retirement future is to call 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And remember, it's all about your retirement and uh, that retirement lifestyle 
Bestseller Review will come complete with a book that Sam uh, uh, penned uh, called Purpose Determines Placement. So once again, no cost, no obligation. Pick up the phone right now and talk to the fine folks at Dual Financial Strategies, Sam, Andy, and Luke at uh, 866-203-7486. You'll be happy that you did, and we will wade through all of this together. Sam, what's coming up in the next segment? Planning and saving for retirement is a bit of a balancing act. Having the right mix of investments, market risk, interest rate risk, and today, inflation risk. There's one more that has to be included, longevity risk. Details when we come right back. Welcome back to your retirement. Chuck Caton here, along with the fine folks at Dual Financial Strategies. And I hope they're not crying too much about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers having lost a little over a week ago. Sam Duell, of course, Andy Schooler, uh, Luke Van Abel. I used to be a Packer fan myself. If uh, Some of you have listened to the show for uh, the uh, couple of years that we've done it together, Sam, know that I used to live in Madison, and I used to come up from time to time to Lambeau Field and uh, enjoy that. And I'm hoping I can do that for a long, long time. And that's what we're going to talk about in this uh, segment, longevity in retirement, uh, because there's one big retirement risk, as Sam said before the break, that might be flying under your radar. That is longevity risk. And the fact that you might live longer than you think is a major source of retirement uncertainty. So there's a good side to this and a bad side to this. There's never a bad side when you want to live longer, but you don't want to run out of money, right, Sam? So I think the first thing you have to assess or learn a little bit about, and we talk about statistics in football or we uh, talk about statistics in uh, the financial and the retirement world, we've got to figure out what you figure your life expectancy will be, right? You absolutely do. And the one thing that I have found over the years as I talk to people is that people have a tendency to grossly underestimate their life expectancy. Right now, if we just look at the tables, the the life expectancy table that they use to determine social security benefits, it estimates that if you're female, if you turn 65 this year in 2022, you've got a life expectancy of nearly 87 years. For a male, the life expectancy is about 84 years. So 84 and 87, but look around you and how many people do you know that are in their 90s? So life expectancy is key. We, none of us have the date. We don't know when we're going to call it a day, but do not underestimate your life expectancy. No, that's true. Uh, and that's uh, really goes for everybody that is planning uh, because the, the biggest fear, I think, uh, Andy, is uh, – running out of money for retirees. Uh, Do I have enough? This is probably, uh, I would uh, hesitate uh, to uh, ask you whether that's the number one, two, or three question you get from clients that you visit with. So um, what do you tell them about planning for a long retirement? Oh, it is by far the number one question. Um, It used to be fears of, of dying. Now it is fears of running out of money. And as Sam said, look around. More and more people are living into their 90s. The fastest growing demographic, I believe, is into 100. I was just listening to the radio the other day, and they said that the oldest person on earth right now is 119 years old. And the oldest person living in the United States is 114 right now. Um, Life expectancy tables have been moved up. Everything we do in the insurance world, they've actually moved it from age 100 to age 120 on life expectancy tables. So medication, um, 
technology is keeping us alive longer and you have to understand that uh, you could live a long time. I know if some of you come in, you say you basically, you know, want to go through all of your money and pass away and not have any money left. And I, I wish you the best, but I'd rather plan to make sure that you have what you need throughout the course of your life no longer or no matter how long you're going to live as opposed to trying to make that guess happen. Um, so I think that's really important that we have a strategy and it's built to live with you as long as you live and then pass as efficiently, tax efficiently primarily as it can to the next generation or to whomever you're leaving that to. So let's go through a few tips that can actually help you with that planning process, Luke. All right, and the, and one of those things, Luke, uh, is very obvious. Boost your savings rate. If you're still working, uh, sock it away, right? Right. I mean, if you've been spitballing how much you know, to save for retirement, there's no time like right now to take a more measured look at your options. And ideally, um, you should be saving in that at least 10% to 15% range of your salary for retirement. And if you've not managed to boost your savings rate to that level quite yet, you know, you may want to take a look at your budget or what it's costing you to live and figure out ways to maybe cut out some different areas so that you can get that savings rate up to that level. Um, and one of the other things to consider is the contribution rates right now. We have had some increases to those in 2022. So now for your 401k, if you're over the age of 50, you can contribute $27,000 to your 401k. And in addition to that, you can contribute an additional $7,000 if you're over age 50 to an IRA of some sort. So that would be either your IRA, your traditional IRA or your Roth IRA. So making use of these extra catch-up contributions is another way to help build the savings rate and help keep up with people living longer. I was also going to add to that, Luke, from a standpoint of if you have the option to contribute to a Roth as opposed to a traditional IRA, considering what we believe to be a pretty good definitive, it's going to, uh, your taxes are going to go up. You may want to um, focus on a Roth option if you have that available to you through work and outside. Absolutely. All right. Uh, we're talking about longevity. We want everybody in our listening audience to live as long and as prosperously as they can. And that uh, takes good planning, right, Sam? So uh, I guess the question that some people may ask you is, uh, I'm going to live all this time. Should I delay Social Security benefits to age 70 if uh, I want to still work or if, uh, even if I'm not working? Uh, what should I do in that situation? Because uh, it is a supposedly a reliable pension, right? Yeah, and Social Security is one of those things that uh, people have a difficult time making decisions on how to do that. Uh, I always caution not to make the decision on when to take Social Security in a vacuum. And what I mean by that is not just all of a sudden picking some date and deciding that's when you're going to do it or uh, to be perfectly blunt, using the online Social Security calculators because there isn't a Social Security optimizing calculator in existence today that's accurate every one of them is wrong and the reason why is because they all have a fatal flaw one of the first questions they will ask you or if they don't ask you that they will assume is what is your life expectancy going to be well because we don't know when we're going to die we don't know the perfect time to turn on Social Security but we do know that if you're a married couple it's greater of the two. So if one spouse dies, the surviving spouse is entitled to one benefit amount, either their own or if the deceased spouse is higher theirs. So you want to do the math calculations on this to make sure 
that you take Social Security at a time that's optimal in case you pass away. And the other consideration that we won't go into detail about, but we will take a serious look at when you come in for your retirement lifestyle review, is how much money do you have in your qualified savings accounts like your 401ks and your IRAs? Because that factor is the single most important part of making a decision for when to take Social Security. Yeah, that's a good point. And uh, how about this one, Andy? Uh, should people consider buying longevity insurance? Well, as far as long-term care, I would say seven of 10 of you have um, the, the possibility, the potential of needing some sort of assistance. So those are, those are stats that the insurance companies look at all of the time. And so buying something that's going to help you in a couple of different ways. I mean, we strategize all the time from a tax perspective to look at different insurances that might be of benefit to you than... Um, one of those things that that certainly can play into that fact is you know how do we pay for insurances that are going to help you make sure that you have what you need should you live a long time and i hope you do healthy but should you need something additionally what's out there what can make the difference to help you pay for um expenses that are out there and and normal and customary but getting more expensive as they go um, and those would be long-term care type policies and and then looking at what are the options even within that I'm not a huge proponent for the traditional long-term care which premiums can continue to go up and up and up and it may mean that you get kicked off of those plans um, so it's important to understand what tools are available to you what's out there um, a lot of the hybrid policies that we tend to use um, once you have that policy your premiums cannot go up and that may only be that you have to pay for a set number of years so just having someone that really understands what your needs are and takes a look at that can be a really big benefit to you all right what about uh, this one luke uh, instead of retiring downshift into your 60s and a, a piggyback on what sam was saying that uh, may uh, affect your social security decision it would i mean this social security decision is such a big part of your overall retirement plan because that that source of income makes up um, the vast majority of retirees income over their retirement years and so if it's determined that waiting to take social security beyond maybe 62 or even full retirement age is um, wise for you um, you know what i see a lot of people what's on a lot of people's radar is sort of downshifting into retirement it doesn't mean you have to continue to work in the same capacity working full-time you could elect to work part-time through your 60s maybe find that uh, more fun job um, to earn some money to offset the income that you otherwise would have been drawing from social security so that that benefit can grow because we know that it's growing at nearly eight percent per year that we wait to take it so explore whether um you know, you'll have enough to retire and explore whether, you know, the funds uh, that you have coming in, maybe from that part-time job will cover your lifestyle. So you can wait to take social security a little bit longer. All right. So as we wrap it up, Sam, you've got to be mindful of inflation to plan out your retirement paycheck. Yeah. And we spent a good deal of time that on that in the first segment, but yes, anytime that inflation goes up, it's going to alter your, uh, purchasing power but the one thing to keep in mind with inflation is that it can happen in multiple different areas so rather than just saying oh there's inflation this is going to affect me you need to find out does it affect you in your life in other words if you don't drive anywhere but gasoline goes up it's not a big considerate facing for you absolutely so again it's all about the plan and that's what you can uh, do for people right sam 
That's what we love to have people come in and, and do, Chuck, is to come in and start taking a look at that retirement lifestyle review. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. That's why you need to have a good plan in place to cover all of those potential variables. Those of you that are really concerned right now about the conditions that we're in, that would tell me you don't have a plan. That would tell me you've never put together a plan in case something negative happens. So give us a call, come in and sit down. I think you'll find it very relaxing, very enjoyable. This will be the one time you've met with a financial advisor that you will walk away and say, wow, I'm really glad I spent that time. Absolutely. And the way to do it anywhere in the Fox Valley uh, is to contact Dual Financial Strategies. Sam, Andy, and Luke at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486 to get that, as uh, Sam mentioned, the Retirement Lifestyle Review, because it is all about your retirement. That's the name of this program, and it's individualized for you. And with over 20 years of experience in the uh, world of uh, fiduciary uh, retirement planning, uh, Sam, Andy, and Luke can help you. All right, 866-203-7486. Pick up the phone, give them a call right now. No cost, no obligation, and uh, they will be at your service. To, uh, well, they can't predict either how long you will live, but they will tell you how to live prosperously in retirement and help you do that. Sam, we've got to take a break. What's coming up in the next segment? It's no secret that investing in retirement is vastly different than investing while you're working. When we come back, we'll offer some tips on what you can do if you're near or in retirement to help you maximize your retirement dollars. This is your retirement. Chuck Caton here along with the fine folks at uh, Dual Financial Strategies. With their over 20 years of experience in the uh, financial realm, they're all about you. They're independent. Uh, they've got your best interest in mind. And that number is 866-203-7486 to give them a call, as we mentioned before the break. And it's all about your retirement. Individuality. That's what it's all about. And we have Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, and Luke Van Abel in studio. And maybe you're a do-it-yourselfer out there uh, in getting into retirement and now that you're there you realize it's uh, well you're scratching your head it's a different approach things get a little more complicated so wait a minute now maybe i need to call an advisor uh, to help me wade through these financial red zone uh, areas and of course when we talk about the financial red zone sam we're talking about uh, that area about four or five years before retirement you're getting set whatever that number is whether you're going to retire at 62 65 uh, maybe 67 uh, it's a good idea to have a good uh, understanding about where your accounts are and maybe consolidate them. Yeah, that's one of the first things that you can do to benefit yourself is just consolidate your accounts. Over the course of a career, a lot of you accumulate multiple accounts from different employer-sponsored plans. What you need to do when you get to that retirement area is you need to consolidate those. Number one, it'll make your life easier. Uh, number two, it will make the uh, ability for you to be able to access funds uh, much more administratively easy for you. Now, I know what happens. Many of you say, well, I don't want to get all of my eggs in one basket. Folks, believe me, when you come in and we run risk alize analysis on those five or six different 401ks and IRAs that you've got, you have all of your eggs in one basket because the investments you have across all of them are just exactly the same. You just have the same investment in six different places. So consolidation is key. Consolidation is also as counterintuitive as it sounds. That's the way to get diversification is to consolidate so you can control. 
Absolutely. And again, that's the biggest misconception that most people have. They think they've got all these accounts, but they're not diversified enough. And uh, again, Andy, we touch on something we just spoke about in the last segment. Um, be optimistic. Plan for a long life. And when you do that, you'll be planning for retirement success. Well, I believe so. I mean, look, the medical community's job is to keep us alive. And so we really need to plan for another 20 or 30 years in retirement. So if you're retiring at 65, plan to live long time. I, the average life expectancy is into the mid to high 80s, but that's the average. And there are a lot of people that are living beyond that point in time. And you still have to make some money within reason to keep your accounts going. So understand how much you need to draw against your accounts is very important because we do not want you to run out of money. So there's there are ways to do that. And it starts really with a plan and making sure that you have someone that's got your back and can take care of things and make sure that you have what you need to go through the ups and the downs and have some flexibility, but have a deep conversation and have a plan that makes sense for your family. Absolutely. And that uh, discussion should take place with a phone call at 866-203-7486 to uh, any one of the fine folks at Dual Financial Strategies, whether it's Sam or Andy or Luke, uh, because they will construct that retirement lifestyle review for you and do it uh, with the ease. Uh, basically, uh, because it's all about your retirement. That's what this show's all about. And Luke, uh, I think there's the uh, physical side of it in preparation for retirement. There's also the uh, uh, mental side of retirement. I think that gets overlooked sometimes. So uh, how do we transition to a retirement planning mindset when we've been working uh, all these years and now all of a sudden we have to pay ourselves? Chuck, I like that word mindset um, because you know, workers have spent most of their careers building assets, optimizing their returns. But now as they transition into retirement, they're having to reverse that line of thinking. They're having to kind of go against what um, they've been doing, what the mindset they've had for all those working years and start to shift into more of a protection strategy. And how do we produce income with these assets so that we can use those to live off to cover their lifestyle budget so uh, the shift from saving to um, your nest egg to spending is very difficult uh, the emotional side of that people just having to tap that and start to take distributions um, becomes very difficult we've all seen that over the years but it's also important to remember that just you know just taking distributions just kind of plugging away at it is not an income plan a well thought out income plan accounts for longevity it accounts for uh, spending what you've worked for in a smart way uh, so that you don't outlive it and also the tax implication yeah it's it's interesting isn't it because we go from what we call the accumulation phase as we're working and we're saving for retirement and we envision the day that we are going to and then all of a sudden when we decide to retire we uh, some of us get lost in the fact that uh, you know we knew how much we were making uh, when we were working and we could apportion a, a part of it in savings but uh, when it comes to uh, drawing from those retirement savings uh, people get a little lost don't they Luke? absolutely all right let's talk about the emotions of this now uh, we've seen a very volatile environment sam uh, and we've seen the correction uh, quote unquote uh, coming on here in the month of january so how do we, uh, you don't have uh, rubber walls, I don't assume, in your office so that people <laughs> bat their heads against it. So how do you keep people's emotions in check when uh, things are so volatile now? Well, Chuck, it's a lot easier to keep your emotions in check if you have a plan. 
if you have a well thought out plan, if you have a plan that has a track record against it, it's a lot easier to do. And I will tell you, emotion in investing is the number one killer of good retirement plans. Our job is not to tell you what you would like to hear. Our job is to tell you about reality. And my job and Andy's job and Luke's job and the professional managers that run all of the models that we use, their job is to keep their emotions in check. And just to be absolutely forthright with you, because I think that's why you appreciate what we say. If you cannot keep your emotions in check during a time when the market's going through corrections like we've seen, you have zero business being in the stock market. I'm gonna say that again. If you can't keep your emotions in check during times of volatility in the market, you should not be in the market because you are a danger to yourself. Now that's where a good advisor can help you. But if you're not gonna take the advice of the advisor and allow them to get you through a situation that they have been through time and time and time and time and time again, then you're wasting your money on the advisor. It's not doing you any good. There's actually two fields of study, Chuck, that we follow called behavioral finance and neurofinance. One of them studies why you make the decisions you do regarding money. The second one, neurofinance, goes even deeper than that, and it studies what areas of the brain cause you to make the decisions. But folks, if I can give you one piece of advice that I have seen over and over again be an absolute destroyer of a good financial plan, it's your emotions. Or if you have a financial advisor that is emotional, if they're up yelling and screaming and acting like the building's about to fall and the world's coming to an end, you might want to get rid of them in your life too because emotion has no business in finance. It will destroy you. Absolutely. And Andy, as we wrap up this segment, uh, don't forget, uh, follow the research basically. Don't be emotional. Uh, be tactical, right? Correct. Invest investment decisions are too often driven by sales pitches. We understand that. Salespeople, they might push you towards investment or insurance products. They may not be the best option for you as an individual or as a family. So to avoid these financial products that are inappropriate for your personal situation, there needs to be research done. You need to find someone that you feel comfortable with that isn't pushing brochures, as Sam often says. Carefully consider low-cost possibilities and alternatives what what's out there what's what do you need I mean why did Sam write his book purpose determines placement because the purpose what you need your money to do is going to dictate which tools that are out there and available to you and that you should consider and look at so making sure that you are working with someone that truly is not trying to just sell you things and is actually looking at what do you need what is actually going to take care of the income gap or take care of the um, potential things that you need to look at or consider within your retirement makes a huge difference so that's that would be where I would start absolutely so the bottom line is the right advisor can make that transition from uh, the uh, accumulation phase to the distribution phase a lot easier and Sam I know you can make it easy for your clients and tell them how just by sitting down and having a good old-fashioned eyeball-to-eyeball common-sense discussion. That's where a lot of things happen, Chuck, that are of benefit to people, is with common sense. Now, you and I both know, and a lot of the people listening to us know, it seems like that 
common sense has died. It seems like there's an awful lot of uh, an awful lot of common sense that has gone away. But we still believe in that concept. We still believe that if you have a good plan, that if you have a good communication system with your advisor, if you are realistic about your expectations, and if they are realistic about what you can achieve, you can get through any situation in retirement, no matter what it is. But it all starts with you. Absolutely. For us, it starts a retirement lifestyle review. Chuck's going to tell you how to get into the office to do that. I'll get you a copy of my book. But let's talk about you and make sure that you're on the right path to the retirement that you've dreamed about and the retirement that you deserve. Absolutely, Sam. And these phone lines are open right now. The best way to get a hold of uh, either Sam or Andy or Luke at Dual Financial Strategies is to give them a call. It's 866-203-7486. That's uh, 866-203-7486 because it is your retirement. It's all about you. It's not uh, somebody else's plan that's going to help you. Uh, It's going to be your plan, custom made. And that's part of that retirement lifestyle review that Sam talks about and he will also grace you with a book that he's written called purpose determines placement and it's a very important uh, scribe uh, of what uh, to describe what you should be doing in retirement so once again uh, it's 866-203-7486 anywhere in the fox valley that you hear our voice on this particular show uh, you should be giving them a call at dual financial strategies because their fiduciaries have your best interest in mind and um, and it's not just uh, a plan for uh, everybody. It's a plan custom designed for you. Once again, 866-203-7486. Give them a call right now. No cost, no obligation. But we do have an obligation to the next segment, don't we, Sam, to answer some questions? Indeed we do. And when we come back, a question from listeners and answers from us. We'll be right back. And our final segment of uh, your retirement, once again, Chuck Caton with you uh, on behalf of Dual Financial Strategies with over a score of years of experience in the retirement planning world, uh, anywhere from Green Bay to Appleton, anywhere in the Fox Valley, 866-203-7486 is the number. Sam Duell with us, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel, and uh, all three of them are here to answer your questions in this uh, segment. And Sam, I think we're set to go, aren't we? I believe we're ready to go. We're going to give it a shot. All right, let's go to Appleton. And Daryl is there without his other brother, Daryl, I would assume. He's 62. He's planning to work for another four years before retiring. However, he says, my job's wearing me down and I'm not happy there anymore. So I'm tempted to quit and start taking Social Security right now that I'm eligible and then work a low-stress part-time job somewhere. Uh, Have you seen people do this successfully? What do you think about it? Well, Daryl, I've seen people do it successfully, uh, but you have to be positioned to do that. You know, it's uh, there's multiple different things that have to come together. The, the first question for me would be, how have you done in your savings? Because we have to make sure that that part-time job, whatever it's going to pay you, plus your Social Security, is going to meet your retirement lifestyle needs uh, without putting undue stress on your savings account. So that's the first thing you have to consider. The second thing we would have to talk about that we don't know is, are you married? Um, remember, spouse benefits in Social Security is called greater the two. So let's say you're married and you start taking Social Security at 62, which is going to be the lowest amount of Social Security you would ever get. And then you pass away in a few years. 
Well, your wife is going to get either half of the Social Security that you are taking or hers, whichever is greater. So you could you could tremendously handicap a spouse by taking Social Security too soon. And then I guess the other thing you'd have to think about is, you know, what is your definition of a low stress part time job? Uh, certainly we are in one of the greatest environments I've ever seen in my lifetime uh, for being able to go out and get part-time work, but you have to make that decision. So I would say that certainly sitting down with your advisor, coming in to sit down with us, talk about a retirement lifestyle review to see, are you positioned to be able to do that? We've seen it done successfully time and time again. I'd love to see you be the next one to be able to do it successfully, but you do need to dot all your I's, cross your T's. As they always say, I'd like to see you measure it twice and cut it once. Okay, very good advice by Sam, and don't be a snow shoveler in this environment. That's not so uh, a lack of stress, uh, is it? All right, let's go to Phyllis now, Andy. She's got a, a question out of Green Bay. She says, the whole idea of not working anymore makes me really nervous about the financial future because I've worked for over 50 years. I cannot imagine just stopping. So how, how can I know that the resources I've accumulated uh, will meet our needs for the rest of our lives? And I, I'm assuming she's saying this uh, because she has a husband or a significant other here. Well, it sounds like it. There's a we there. Um, Phyllis, great question. You know, we, we hear this a lot from people. In this area particularly, people have worked for a long time. And you're also wonderful savers. And so having someone that can help you walk through what your day-to-day costs are, what your annual costs are, and then compare that to your income streams. And, you know, God forbid one of you passes away first. What happens then? What? How does that change your income needs? Um, we need to make sure that you've got a flexible plan that can accommodate for and make sure that you have what you need for the rest of your life. Bottom line, you need to find someone that you're comfortable with, and that may require you to interview a number of people to find that person. But you should feel comfortable with them and you should have ultimate trust and it shouldn't be a salesy thing. It should be a Q&A, making sure you're a fit for whomever you're working for and then looking at you as a person and as a family and figuring out what, what you really do actually need and where those income gaps are if you have one. All right, very good answer there. Let's go to Chilton now. Pam is there, Luke, uh, with this question. She says, I've got an old IRA with about 10 stocks that worth about uh, $3,300. Can I use that to uh, partially fund a 2022 Roth IRA contribution of $7,000? I'm over 50 years old. Are there any tax consequences or penalties? Uh, I've left it alone for years to avoid paying taxes uh, on selling the shares. Well, Pam, you've got the right line of thinking here in wanting to get your funds maybe out of some pre-tax area uh, and into the Roth. Um, however, you would not, um, you know, sell anything in the IRA and move it to the Roth IRA in the form of a contribution. Uh, a new a contribution would come from new funds, you know, from your savings, from payroll, from things like that, making a new contribution. Once it's inside of the IRA, like it already is now, you can convert that, which basically just means you move it from the Roth or from the traditional uh, IRA over in your left pocket over to the Roth IRA over in your right pocket. Um, and then you still are eligible for making, you know, your full Roth contribution for the year, the $7,000, because you're over the age of 50. Um, but you can't avoid the taxes because once 
you pick up the money and take it out of the traditional IRA, whether you spend that or in this case, you're looking at moving it to the Roth, that money does become taxable. So it does come down to, you know, what's your income scenario now? Because that money will be taxed at ordinary income rates, that $3,300 that you have. So sitting down, looking at and um, analyzing whether that makes sense to do now in the future, uh, ultimately for your tax scenario is what would benefit you most. Um, and so, um, yeah, so taxes are due on the distribution at that time that's or correct. on the conversion. You can't right. just roll it into a contribution. No, that's right. So there you go. Uh, we've got a brilliant now, and Michael is there, Sam, with this question. I'm retired. I've got a portfolio with about 40% in stocks, 60% in bonds using U.S. and international index funds. Now, due to market volatility with a capital V, uh, I'm considering investing in an index annuity with 25 to 30% of my investment funds. Now, is an index annuity a, a good idea to include in a retirement portfolio? Well, Michael, from the sounds of it there, from the, the stock approach to it, you know, just the pure market side of it in stocks and bonds, you've got what would sound like a, a good mix. Uh, you're certainly setting at what we consider to be a kind of a conservative level with 40% stocks, 60% bonds. Uh, you've seen some pretty significant volatility here recently simply because the market has been in what we would call a systemic drawdown, meaning that the entirety of the market, there's literally been no place to run and hide. Uh, so when this has drawn down, both stocks and bonds have gone down. Uh, so you're talking about maybe putting some money in an, in a, uh, in an indexed annuity, uh, 25 or 30% of it. Uh, for those of you, the listeners that are not familiar with what that is, what Michael is describing is uh, it's it's basically it's a fixed annuity uh, in, its, um, in its base form. Uh, so you're guaranteed that they can't credit you with a negative rate of return. If you get into a negative market situation, the worst that could happen there is you get zero interest credit. Uh, but the way that these make money, rather than just being at a fixed interest rate, is that you will be tied to an index. So you can literally be tied to the exact same indexes as what you're already in in the stock market, but all you're doing is you're just handing off the risk to the insurance company. Now, obviously, in that scenario, you are going to sacrifice the potential for some of the gains, but they can still be a very good instrument. So, Michael, your question is, would it be a good idea for you to maybe take 25 or 30 percent? And I would say that, yes, it would be uh, in the interest of full transparency. I own fixed indexed annuities. I have owned them for many, many years. Uh, I've owned them inside of company sponsored plan. I own them individually uh, because I do believe that the ability to be able to just safeguard a part of your money against catastrophic market declines is very, very smart because my opinion on a lot of this, and this is a full-blown investment advisory firm, so we have access to literally anything you could imagine, is a good, well-fashioned, well-structured fixed indexed annuity that doesn't contain uh, secondary fees and things of that nature can be a very good part of a properly structured retirement plan. Oh, I'm glad you said that because I'm right with you, Sam. I agree. All right, uh, Luke, uh, very quickly, Andy's in Squamico, uh, 50 years old. He makes 65000 a year. Uh, his company does not offer a 401k, but I uh, recently opened a Roth 401k account with a contribution of 10% of my paycheck. Is this a good investment for me, and how much can I expect to make in 10 years when I'm planning to retire? Andy, will you have... Uh You've got me on this one. It's one of the first plans I've heard of where you do not have the traditional 401k, but you only have the Roth option. Um, 
but that's still a great account to be able to contribute to. Um, and kudos to you for reaching that goal of 10 to 15%. So you're putting 10% in. That's great. Um, I'm unsure of how good of a decision this will be and you know what you ultimately have in 10 years just based on not understanding you know kind of the balances of your other retirement accounts at this point you know what will your retirement income look like 10 years from now when you're 60 years old and ultimately you know the biggest determiner of how your portfolio is going to do is what's your appetite for risk at this point you know you've got some time on your side but everybody's everybody's unique in that sense um your marital status will also play a role in this. So um, having the option for tax-free distributions in retirement um, is typically a good thing. Um, and depending on your marital status would determine ultimately kind of where your tax bracket is right now. Uh, but some other important things to consider as you get closer to retirement are, you know, where is that income going to come from? Because you're, you're talking about retiring at 60. You're not eligible for Social Security until 62 at the earliest. So having a plan for the income and the investments is really important. If you've got additional questions, would love to dig in further and go through a retirement lifestyle review to analyze kind of where you're at, what are you trying to accomplish, and how we can help. All right, and that's what uh, it's all about, right, Sam? It is indeed, Chuck. And as, it, as Luke is mentioning, the retirement lifestyle review, it is the backbone of the initial time for us to sit down. It's the opportunity for you to meet with us in our office in Appleton, our office in Green Bay, in a comfortable, non-threatening, non-sales environment. Non-sales environment. You are not going to see flashy company brochures. You are not going to get a sales pitch. You're going to do a lot more talking than any of the three of us are. You come in and tell us what you're trying to achieve. We'll send you a list of some things you can bring with you, but it is what it's supposed to be, folks. It's what you would expect it to be. It's our promise to you that we're not going to try to pitch you on anything. We're just going to answer your questions directly and expertly and with the understanding that if you think we know what we're doing and we might be a good match, we'll talk further. If not, we would like to at least get you pointed in the right direction. And I'll get you a copy of my book, Purpose Determines Placement, which just that book in and of itself will be one of the best things that you have as far as guiding you to and through retirement. All right. The number is 866-203-7486, 866-203-7486. There's the book. There's your retirement and that Retirement Lifestyle Review. Remember, it's a comfortable conversation at no cost, no obligation with either Sam, Andy, or Luke at Dual Financial Strategies. Once again, pick up the phone, give them a call, and make that no cost, no obligation appointment with them right now. 866-203-7486. Well, it's been a wonderful show. Your final comments, Sam. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you here again next week. Same time, same place. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.